You are now listening to Sweet Talks, sweet stories that inspire women to indulge in their dreams and life's work. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to Sweet Talks. I am your host, Bree, and as you know, this is a very, very special episode. It is a part of our What Now mini-series. And as you know, we are facing some challenging times, some unforeseen times, and I wanted to create a space to think through what now. And on this episode, I am extremely excited to jump right into into things today with our guest, Kashira Moffitt. Kashira is an award-winning serial entrepreneur, brand strategist, and author who specializes in helping ambitious women entrepreneurs package their expertise, brand their influence, and monetize their online presence. Kashira launched the Power Collective, where the mission is to accelerate the growth of small and mid-sized women-owned businesses to create more economic equality within the U.S., The Power Collective is a management consulting firm with specialties in business development, marketing, and branding. The firm provides private consulting services, online courses, and corporate training programs where they are able to facilitate intimate and large-scale workshops on-site for internal teams. In 2018, Kashira was inducted into the Forbes Coaches Council and also assumed the role of the Pittsburgh Grow with Google Digital Coach. Her continuous efforts and involvement have been recognized by Forbes, Britain Co., Ebony Magazine, Fast Company, Exo Nicole, CNN Money, Blavity, Pittsburgh Business Times, and more. She is the recipient of the 2017 Entrepreneur of the Year Award, Millennial Visionary of the Year Award, and the Fab 40 Under 40 Award. Hey, Kashira. Hey, honey. How are you? Good, good. I felt so good reading your bio. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's so awkward hearing you. <laughs> That's what everyone <laughs> says. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I'm so excited to have you here with us to chat for a bit. And yeah, I personally wanted to have Kashira on this episode because first of all, she's awesome, as you can see. (laughs) Second of all, I think she could be a great resource to all of my women entrepreneurs, um, business owners out there, and even for the woman who has an idea that they want to turn into a reality and is like, where do I start? So before we jump right into the talk, I typically ask my guests to describe themselves as a dessert, but instead I'm going to switch it up and ask, what's the one dessert you've been indulging during this quarantine? And I'm going to give you a minute to think about your answer. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm gonna start with mine. And I think all well, my close friends and uh, family definitely know this. But I don't know if you've ever had the, this particular ice cream. But I travel a lot and I often fly Delta. But I'm sure if you've had those Lotus Biscoff cookies. Mm-hmm. Well, that new ice cream that they have. Oh, my gosh. When I tell they you this, oh, 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 look, I just opened a whole can of worms for you. When I tell you this ice cream is simple, it is simple. Like, it is seriously amazing. It's probably, and I, and I've had a lot of ice creams and sweets, but as for, as far as, um, as a store-bought ice cream, it is just amazing. Like, I can sit down and eat the entire pint and honestly not feel guilty. It's that good. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So they have a lot of different flavors, but I um, personally like the salted caramel version so far. Mm-hmm. 
But everyone that I've talked to, they're like, all of the flavors are really good. So that's been a personal indulgence of mine during the quarantine, you know? So if you want to check it out, please see where it's at. It was at a lot of local grocery stores. um, So I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, first of all, get into the grocery store is difficult these days. Oh my gosh, because yes. it's like there's always a line and I'm just like <laughs> not here for it. Right. Um, so I actually haven't indulged in desserts what? while on break. However, however. Uh-huh. Okay, so I am a salty snack kind of girl. Okay. So my like treat over a quarantine has been these Southern Heat barbecue lays. These oh things are so bomb. Oh. Like, I haven't had any chips that taste like There are no other barbecue chips that taste like this. They okay. come in this red bag. Oh, wow. And that's been my snack. But on a healthier note, I have been eating, I'm not eating, well, drinking a lot of homemade smoothies, which okay. have been really like my treat. Yes. So my go-to recipe, frozen pineapple, oh. frozen mango, mm. Greek yogurt, um, a scoop of vanilla protein powder, yes. and almond milk. I oh. promise it will change your life. It's, it's like simple, perfect, but it sounds like tropical and, and yummy. Yeah, yeah, it's really sweet. Like it's not dull. It's not like powdery. Um, and so it's like, it makes you feel like you're having a dessert, even though it's actually healthier for you. So highly recommend. Yeah, I need to be like you and not eat a whole <laughs> pint of ice cream. <laughs> I did say no, this week, I'm going to try to have a, um, some more smoothies, you know, to be a little bit healthier. So yeah, kudos to you. That sounds great. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. So again, we are in this space. We are finding ourselves in a time where we're having to like think through next steps or just sit still and ask ourselves like, what now with everything that's taking place with COVID? And unfortunately, a million, well, millions of people have lost their jobs. They filed for unemployment. They're having to apply for like federal funds to stay afloat. So to me, this can be really like a scary and, and an intimidating time. And yeah. for many, it's like not knowing what's next and how to move forward, especially with a business or a new business. Like, how do you continue to be successful in this? So Kashira, first, I'd like to chat with you a bit, a little bit more um, about yourself and how you've kind of maneuvered in this space and telling us a little bit more in as your role as a serial entrepreneur, a brand strategist and and the Power Collective. Even if you want to tell us a little bit more of how you began with that and how you launched that mm-hmm. and like how you're maneuvering through that space right now. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, to sum it up in the simplest terms, you guys, I'm a business coach. And coach women in particular, but I do have male clients on how to make money on the internet. I like to keep things in layman's terms. And so I teach organic branding and marketing strategy. A lot of my my clients leverage Instagram, live streaming, Facebook communities, LinkedIn to uh, share thought leadership based content and build their pipeline of qualified leads. And I typically work with those who sell services. And so in terms of how I fell into that, uh, just a short, a long story short, my first business was resume writing and personal brand coaching. My corporate background is HR and recruiting. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that a lot of friends from school who I went to undergrad with would reach out and say, I'm trying to find a new job. Can you help with my resume? Can you help me pitch myself? I want to pivot into a different industry. And so I was doing it freelance for years just from word of mouth. And decided to go ahead and pursue it as a business. And while I was doing that, entrepreneurs at the time began to ask me for help with LinkedIn in particular 
on leveraging it to stand out and gain clientele. And from working with them, they would keep hiring me for other projects. I was met doing social media management, writing website copy, all of that. And so through my years of experience with coach, with actually doing work for entrepreneurs, I started to pivot into coaching them. And I've had a lot of client success with them getting, you know, book deals, speaking engagements, increasing sales, all of that type of stuff. So yeah. That's a long story short. So in terms of what's been happening with my business during COVID, I feel extremely blessed because my business has soared. I believe March 2020 was when the pandemic really, really started to go down. Mm -hmm. And I had at the time like one of my highest revenue months. And then April became the highest revenue month I've ever seen. Um, I was a part of in addition to my personal like business, I was a part of a collaboration with 14 other black women entrepreneurs in similar spaces, but also different spaces. We all came together, discounted our best selling courses down to $13, put it in one big bundle, and we made collectively $220,000 in uh, 10 days. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So it's been like crazy over here Um, but what I found is that a lot of people are now seeing the opportunity in COVID in terms of I don't I literally have nothing else to do if even if I'm working from home my schedule is lighter I think it's time for me to finally put my dreams on on the front end Mm -hmm. and people have been getting support and launching their businesses growing their businesses and things like that and I'm just really glad that I've been consistent with my brand and putting out content to take advantage of that and I know we're going to talk about that Mm-hmm. But I said it to say, like, I didn't just like kind of sit around and wait for things to happen. I definitely took action with my own marketing, but I've been very fortunate. And I had a call with someone earlier today who owns a co-working space and she was saying, you know, part of it is your outlook. You know, I recognize that it is a very scary time, but choosing to see the opportunity in it versus focusing on the things that we can't control can make a huge difference. Yeah, I, I really love how you framed that um, as it being for important for us to find the opportunity in COVID. Um, I think COVID has been framed, obviously, as such a a negative thing. And uh, obviously it is in in regards to the illness and and it taking lives and people losing their jobs and all of that. But I think, like you said, there's still an opportunity, like any bad situation, for something good to come out of it, right? Absolutely. And so I think that that's amazing that you all, um, I, I, you and that group of women were able to collaborate and come together and piece something and birth something that has been able to help other people. So would you say that that, um, what has been kind of a strategy for you to, to, to collaborate with others during this time? Um, honestly, that it wasn't even my idea. Okay. (laughs) Um, it was just something that I will say though, when it came to me, it was pitched to me by one of the organizers who was actually one of my first business coaches. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, staying consistent. She's like, Hey, I really want you to be a part of this. And like what I, what I thought about was how some people would hear something like that. Like, 14 people and no 15 people in the collab and we're just splitting this evenly and like Mm -hmm. what that's a lot of people right and even thinking about the fact that there's probably maybe four other people in the bundle who do the same thing because some people you know have that that lack mindset where it's like well it's competition i can't be promoting them or i'm not putting anything and i feel like some people would have been very close-minded about it whereas i was like I'm just happy to be invited. I didn't even think about the money that was going to be there. I'm like, I just like to be included. Sure. Yeah. I'll try it. I admire a lot of people. And what I, and 
honestly, this was such a blessing for me because mm-hmm. as you grow in entrepreneurship, you just, you know, relationships start to change. You know, not every, a lot of us just don't have that original circle because people just don't understand, which is a whole separate podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was like, I felt like God kind of answered a prayer around, like, I just want to connect with more women who are at, at the level that I'm at, who who are genuine and true, who, you know, are really passionate and won't try to use me or anything like that. And what I loved about this collaboration and even our group text mm-hmm. is that the whole time we were consistently uplifting each other, promoting each other. And looking for ways we could give back. So the first thing we did was we were like, okay, uh, let's contribute, you know, off top $100 each of our profits towards some grant money that we're going to give to these women, like actual cash, wow. not coupon codes, actual money, right? Mm-hmm. We, and we have the screenshots of the cash apps. Then one girl was like, well, I'm giving away some more grants out of my pocket. Two, no, three of them gave away laptops. Like, literally, everybody just kept giving and giving and giving. So I'm incredible. Like, oh, who needs some free coaching, right? Like, it literally became this, how can we continue to help more women? And it was so beautiful to see. Absolutely beautiful to see. Yeah. So That's I so mean, important right yeah. now during this time. I think it's it important is. for us to be not so closed-minded in our businesses. Yes. But to be willing to, like you said, give and share and and even collaborate um, with one another so that we can all help uplift each other during this hard time. Because everybody's facing their own situations, whether it's personally, which is affecting their professional you know, life or career or whatever they're doing as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's incredible that you've been able to, to again, connect with these women. But to your mindset, your mindset is in the right place, right? You're not... Yeah like you said, closed-minded and just thinking money, money, money. It's kind of like the money's going to come, but also too being willing to share that with those who need it the most at this time. So I think that's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and the point of that story, was well, there was a number of points, but one of the core points is that I wanted to call out as you talk about, well, what should we all do now? Mm-hmm. I think we all should be looking at doing more collaborations where mm-hmm. everybody wins, not just one person. But I think sometimes we, we try to make our entrepreneurial journey harder than it needs to be by mm-hmm. going at it alone. And there is so much opportunity for us to win together so I encourage people listening who you know maybe you know people who have similar audiences but they do different things you know don't be afraid of a collaboration and let you know let your intuition lead you to the right people yeah and just as you were saying that something came over my spirit in regards to um a big thing that I was told at the beginning of this year when I was talking through like what I wanted to do next with with everything that I wanted to do someone told me you need to not be afraid of help. They were Mm -hmm. like, you need to appreciate that others have other gifts and talents just as you have your own and that they can help you. And I think that we get into this mindset of we want to do it all ourselves or we want to make it happen by ourselves. Not necessarily that we can get all the credit, but because we want to make sure it's the way we want to make it, but without making it become something that it's supposed to be. And Mm -hmm. when I let go of those reins, um, at the beginning of this year, the the doors, I mean, just swung open. The people who are coming out of the woodworks to come and help me and me saying yes, so many beautiful things and projects have come about with it. And I think that is important. Again, the collaborations, um, not just, 
you know, taking people's help because I need it, but knowing that I'm into um, helping them as well, because we're working together to make something and create something that can help others. So again, I agree with all that you have said as well. I think that that's wonderful. Um, I know you said that your business has picked up quite a bit um, during this time. And I'm wondering, you know, what are some of those uh, trends or challenges that you feel like these businesses have come to you about saying that, you know, we're facing this. How can you help us with this particular thing? Yeah. So what I've been seeing are a lot of business owners who've come to me and said, I know I'm not tapping into digital like I should. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are saying, I know, you know, because it's like, like hello uh, right now for everybody. A, a lot, right. A lot of us have, have relied on word of mouth. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have relied on events and that just isn't a thing right now. And so a lot of people have come to me saying, I haven't been consistent on social. I don't have a social strategy. My website hasn't been updated in months or mm-hmm. I finally now have the time to birth the course or the membership or the coaching program or the curriculum that yeah. I want to pitch. You know, I finally have the time to do that. But it's overwhelming if you're if you haven't done it before. And mm-hmm. so it that's definitely been the consistent of what I'm hearing in my consultations. I literally had a woman this morning who's like, you know, I know I've been needing to add this, you know, this one on one strategy to my business, but I just never found the time to map it out. Now is the time and I know I need support. Where do I pay? Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. Like in, even just talking about, you know, the social aspect of working in the digital world is thinking about technology and just how much so connected but kind of reliant we are as a world on it to this extent. And and it's showing us during this time, you know, really, really showing us that, I don't want to say it has a control over what we're doing, but it has a huge impact on every area and aspect of our lives. And I would say positively right now, being that we're able to connect and stay connected with people without having to be around them, you know, because we're supposed to be social distancing. But at the same time, it's like us having to learn how to use it in a way that we maybe not have focused on for so long. Like I know with my full-time job, uh, we never had Zoom meetings and it, it wasn't like Zoom was new. It was just like we never used it. But now it's used for every little thing, even for meetings. I honestly don't think we need a Zoom meeting for. But it's kind of like, hey, and then trying to figure out the norms behind it, you know? Um, Am I obligated to have my picture? I mean, my video on. Am I supposed to, you know, do this thing or do this thing? There's like no real rules around a lot of the things that we're doing now. But I think it's important, like you said, uh, for businesses to think through, how they've lived in the space, especially because social media and advertising is just so powerful now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing I want to emphasize from the brands that I've, and when I say brands, I'm referring to, you know, solopreneurs or just, you know, smaller black owned businesses in particular mm-hmm. that I've watched who are still, who are winning right now. Yeah. You know, they aren't even pulling out all the stops. I think about this one lady who I follow on Instagram uh-huh. who she just posted a picture of some hair and said, hey, I have a couple extra wigs in stock. My top quality, they're on sale mm-hmm. for $500. This woman made 50 k in an hour. Oh, my goodness. She took the payment through Cash App. But here's the thing, though. She's been consistent on social, showing off the quality of her hair for mm-hmm. five, five plus years. Right. 
she didn't, you know what I mean? And so it's one of those things where a lot of the same core things we've been talking about for years mm-hmm. in the entrepreneurial space around building your brand, telling your story, engaging with your consumers, being consistent, those things paid off, right? Mm-hmm. Where you don't even have to run an ad. I don't think I've seen her run an ad. There's right. no influencers involved. <laughs> it's just like her yeah. and her army of brand loyalists. And now I've been watching her stories and she's been saying, you know, so many of you are really excited to try my hair for the first time. I'm going to keep doing these at-home sales for you. I'm ordering more inventory. I'm just waiting off FedEx. And so literally, I've seen her over the last week, 50K sale, 30K, 10, you know, like it's yeah. just like crazy. And it's like, imagine being so consistent with your brand that all you have to do is post a photo or get on your stories. Yeah. I mean, that's, and people, and people trust you enough they, to send you cash at me. Exactly. It's just like, not even a question. And there's yep. like so many people who are set up in that way. But then for those who are not, I'd love to give your perspective on, you know, do you think it's a good idea for them to go ahead and put $50 towards an Instagram ad or something like that? Or do you think that they could use their money in another way um, to to create that buzz or bring their um, brand some more awareness? Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, put the ad budget away because... <laughs> Um, a lot of people that run ads haven't really spent time doing the legwork first. So Mm -hmm. the first thing you need to make sure you have together is your messaging. Mm -hmm. Um, and it needs to be tight. It needs to be consistent, consistent. This is not the time to panic and start being very broad in general in your targeting and just, we do it all for everyone. You don't want to do that. If, if, if anything, now's the time to go deeper into the specifics around who you serve and what you offer. Because if you don't, setting up that ad is going to be difficult in the first place. Um, So you really want to get that messaging together. And then the next thing you want to do is try to tap into organic as much as you can. So start creating really strong content. And the nice thing about present day is that, you know, that doesn't mean really long blog posts anymore. That means really dope captions and podcast content and audio, you know, live streams. There's like so much, in my opinion, it's so much easier to put out content because, you know, gone are the days where all we had was YouTube, where you had to have a really nice setup to get attention. And all we had was blogs where you needed to know SEO to really get found. Now you can get on live stream, share some clips of that and it can go viral in an instant, but it has to be strong. So yeah, I encourage you to uh, get consistent with your messaging and your strong content first, because what I found even with ads is ads do better when the content has already gotten engagement and you can amplify it. Yeah, I totally agree. Straight and, up just running, running an ad. Yeah. Uh, and kudos to you and everyone else who can get on Instagram live. I don't think I've <laughs> um, built up the gumption to do that. And it's interesting because again, I have this podcast and, um, I, I feel like I ought to want to go on there and do that. I've just never been one to want to be in front of the camera. And I understand that it's something that's so needed. So again, I think that that's a great tool. Um, I've, I've seen like a running joke, you know, not everybody needs to go on live. And obviously we've seen some great things birthed out of being in the mm-hmm. live space, concerts and all of that happening during mm-hmm. this time, which is beautiful. But like you said, I think that when you go onto those platforms, you need to be sure of what your message is trying to, you know, you're trying to get across or what the the 
actual strategic plan is behind. Why are you going on live? Who are you trying to reach? What are you trying to share? Are you trying to get them to come to your website, to go to your blog page, um, to visit your Instagram page? Are you trying to get them to buy something from you? Like, I think a lot of people um, might just hop on just to, to say hello and have a conversation, which is, again, good if you're trying to just build your brand and let people kind of get to know you. But I think you said, um, you know, it's really good to be strategic on that other end. Once you do have that following, how are you using that platform to reach them and then to then kind of drive it home? (laughs) Yeah. And I would also encourage people to be their authentic selves. Mm -hmm. One of my friends years ago, her hair care brand blew up because she got on live every week and did a wash and go. Oh, showing off her hair products. Yes. Right. And literally it was the same wash and go every week. (laughs) <laughs> it was the okay. same. Yeah. She but you know, wash her, and go is hard. Look. And she would have her husband hold the phone uh-huh. while she would stand and wash her hair in the sink. And her husband would put a coupon code in the chat. Oh, he's like, wow. all the products she's using is 25% off during the whole time that she's on here. So she was doing this wash and go for an hour where you had an hour to go buy a product. Yeah. Think about how simple that sounds, mm-hmm. right? And I give that example because I don't want anyone to hear this and think, it's just too much for me. I can't do it. I'm not that strategic. I mean, it, right. your authenticity sells, personality sells, mm-hmm. right? And right now more than ever, people are looking for people to support versus bigger brands to support. And so the worst thing that can happen when you hit that live stream button is what? Nothing. Right. Which right. means you would end up in the same place you are now. <laughs> exactly. If you don't do it. But if it goes right, you could end up with one more sale, one more client, mm-hmm. and you continue to build up in that momentum. Now was a huge opportunity for a new a new era of influencers, yeah, um, a new era of leaders, of coaches, consultants, uh, business owners in general to rise up. You know, I feel like there's now room for new people and we all kind of know like in your industry who the go-to people are Mm -hmm. there's opportunities for there to be new people but there's a small window of time for you to capture that yeah so that's why even though now yes i'm tired i'm overworked i don't have any energy but i'm still putting out my content because i'm capitalizing on this opportunity exactly i think that this like you said is a time where there's an opportunity Um, that is really presenting itself to all of us. And I think that, you know, in the beginning, we all had to kind of reacclimate ourselves to the situation, feel Mm -hmm. ourselves out, understand that we're all going through this. So it's, again, not sitting there and putting pressure on individuals who um, were silent, you know, or, or, or who are are silent and who are sitting there and trying to still think through things. But like you said, I think it's a good time to start putting some actions behind those thoughts and and what you're trying to get done. So I would love to hear um, any personal advice you might have for women, maybe who um, not necessarily have had a business and who are trying to figure out the next steps, but who may be interested in wanting to launch their new business, have an idea, and they want to develop it a little bit more. What are some things that they might could do in the beginning stages to, to make that happen? Yeah, absolutely. One of the first things you want to do when you're vetting your idea is conduct some industry research and see what's already out there. Mm -hmm. And some people tend to get like discouraged when they're doing that. And it's like, yeah, I mean, at this point in life, there aren't that many new ideas, right? Right. Um, But what you want to think about is like, okay, even though these other things exist, like what am I doing marginally different than these other people? Because that becomes your value proposition and that's what you want to hone in on. 
right? Mm -hmm. So that when you do launch whatever it is, you don't sound like a carbon copy of other people. I don't think enough of us are doing the industry research to even compete. We don't even know the right language to use because we don't know what exists. So doing that industry research and then from there pivoting and doing the audience research. Audience research is not simply posting on Facebook. Hey, guys, what challenges are you having? Like, it's bigger than that. If you type into Google market research tools free, you will find a ton of tools you can use to actually do market research. I know on the Internet they've taught you all, you know, target customer profile, their age. It is bigger than that. So please spend the time reading on that. From there, you've identified what makes your idea different, who you're targeting. You sit down, you write out your messaging. You write out your value proposition. You write out your tagline. Um, You start to build out what you want your web content to be. And there are so many free and low-cost tools to build a website. In 2020, you have to secure your digital real estate. So go ahead and put that up, girl, before you even launch everything. (laughs) Get that up. Yes. And then from there, get out there and amplify your message and do it consistently. When you first launch, you might blow up or you might not. But you can't get discouraged. You have to consistently show up when no one's looking, when no one's watching, when no one's clapping, because you're never going to get to the point where you have a big audience or you have viewers on your live or you have engagement until you consistently do it. I'm, I'm reading a book, Atomic Habits, and they talk a lot about, you know, habits are literally just like a 1% effort each day. You know, the first two weeks that you work out, you see no change. You don't see change till six months later. But if you gave up after that two weeks, that six month point would never come. It's the exact same thing with entrepreneurship. You can't do it for two weeks and say, I didn't make any money. It's over. You have to consistently do it. It took me, you know, four years to get to my first six figure year. But after that, things like consistently like increase, like 80% growth each year. But that only happened because I grinded for four years straight. I yeah. showed up four years straight. There were no breaks. <laughs> right. There was no inconsistency. There was never she fell off. Exactly. Ever. But I'm, I say that to say, you have to go into this with that level of fire and intensity. So when you get on social media to start marketing this new thing, please, you know, whatever creative ideas you have, try them. At this point, there's not a lot of wrong answers when it comes to social media. Stuff that people thought wouldn't work literally blows up, right? So I encourage whomever's listening in to look within yourself and literally whoever you pray to, ask God or whomever, like to guide you, lead you, give you that creative idea and then put it out there, test it out and go from there. Lean into your network, tap into connections, ask your friends to share this. Um, but literally get out there and just start amplifying the message. And if you've done the legwork I suggested, there's no reason why you shouldn't be good. Preach. I hope everybody is taking some good notes because I'm taking some notes. And it's funny because, you know, I have a communications and marketing and PR background and all that good stuff. And then planning, you know, but it's always good to hear um, young ladies with your background as well. Well, well, similar backgrounds being able to, to, tell me these things because you can never hear it enough. You know, you know what you ought to be doing or you don't know what you don't know. You know, so if you're coming into this conversation and these are things you're hearing for the first time, you know, make sure you not only, like she said, research. And this is something that I preach to my listeners. I know y'all know um, from the very beginning, I love to research. If I have an idea, I'm on online searching for who's done this, how they did it, when did it happen, Um you know, but it, and it's funny because our phone talks to us now. So once we look up one thing, the phone throws up 
everything at us through ads and through emails and everything, regardless of us going out and looking for it again after that, which I um, love, but at the same time, I hate. <laughs> but it's such a good tool because, like you said, you can see the competition, um, but it's important that you don't let that deter you from moving forward. Just like you said, because you can see people who are doing similar things to you, but you have to figure out what makes you different. Why are you doing this for your own reasons? And man, everything you just said, again, just resonated so, so much with me because I think it's really important for, for young ladies to, to be willing to, to move forward with these ideas and to, to take action, especially during times of the unknown and in the space of like, what now, you know? So this has been great, Kashira. I love chatting with you. You are definitely, definitely, um, have an expertise in this area and I can see why you are considered a business coach. And I think that um, our listeners today have definitely been able to learn a lot from you. And I'm hoping that they will still be able uh, to continue uh, some type of relationship and connect with you and learn from you. How, how can they do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm all over social media at Kashira. I go live all the time. Um, I'm going to have to definitely check out more Kashira lives. <laughs> yeah, watch the replays. They'll, they'll gather you real quick. Um, not you in particular, but people listening. Um, and then, of course, I'm thepowercollective.co where I have my blog, my services and things like that. And I'm also an author. I have books on Amazon. My latest yes. book is all in favor of branding. So check that out. But one last thing I want to add in here. Um, for people who know that they need support, but you just may not have the funds, please take advantage of the free game on the internet known as podcasts, YouTube videos, um, books, things like that. Because I I don't think enough people tap into the free and part of being an entrepreneur is knowing how to be resourceful and how to keep going until you find the answer. I don't think enough people are doing that. So leverage that. And if you think about it, there's a trend in a lot of the with what you would think successful entrepreneur interviews. Mm-hmm. Nobody's story starts off as I had this idea, I launched it and I was a millionaire. Everybody's right. story is filled with failure, missteps, flops. Literally mm-hmm. my one of my favorite podcasts is how I built this because you hear yes. from these other major companies that talk about all of these failures that they had. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I think again we let ego get in the way. Yes. And we just take it so personal. I didn't get any likes today. I'm gonna quit. It's like, no, no, no. Right. That's not how it works. And so I just wanna encourage people who feel like I know I need support, I need coaching, I just can't afford it right now. I couldn't either. I listened to those podcasts and pieced together what I could until I did have the money to afford right. it. So I wanted to offer that encourage somebody. Use all of the free resources that you can. Yes. Free is definitely the way to go. I definitely agree with you on that. So y'all, please go follow Kashira. Please support her. Um, see how you can learn more from her. I think she's definitely given us some great, great resources and information today. And I can't wait to continue to grow a relationship with you, Kashira. I think that you are incredible and you continue to do great things, especially in the digital space as well. And just helping women entrepreneurs in this time of like, what now? So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on this episode. So everyone, please, you can also connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at Sweet Talks Podcast. Also, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify. And don't forget to check out our SweetTalksPodcast.com website with all of the past guests and episodes in one place. Until next time, stay sweet. Stay sweet.